You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, blasting off to Mars on the 28th of June, 2020. Kill the Nick Briggs here, and we're forging out into the solar system this week with Star Cops Mars Part 2. I'm Benji Clifford, and yes, we'll be going behind the scenes with our highly acclaimed audio continuation of the much-loved TV series, with the original stars of the show David Calder, Linda Newton, and Trevor Cooper. Also coming up, our featured releases Doctor Who short trips out of the deep, featuring 1960s Doctor Who companion Peter Purvis, and we'll be catching up with all the latest reviews of the Paternoster Gang Heritage Volume 3, featuring that intrepid trio of the Silurian Madame Vastra, high-kicking wife Jenny and the earnestly aggressive Sontaran Strax Naturally we'll be delving into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com along the way and we'll be giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release I don't believe it. Um, What's not to love? I do not believe it. And just when you think it's all over, we'll be offering up a drama tease of the first 15 minutes of Star Cops Mars Part 2 for absolutely free! So it's time now to have a look at our latest reviews. This week, as promised, we'll be looking at the Paternoster Gang Heritage, Volume 3. Evening. Leave this to me. I learnt this one in Glasgow. Good evening, peasants. We are not from London. There, that should do it. From Big Finish Productions, the Paternoster Gang Heritage, Volume 3. Come on! Ladies and gents, come on in. Only a penny to see the great Umberto Ravelli's travelling freak show. We are caged. We are chained. Do not be afraid. Believe it or not, he's talking about us. There are no terrifying creatures here. I am Requisition Asgard of the Fifth Santaran Warburg. You will consider yourself my prisoner. <gasps> Stand back, everybody. I am medically trained in swooning. Just look at this place. Have you ever seen anything like it? Never. This was built before even my time. You had a funny turn, Miriam, that's all. Just a short, neutrally mediated syncope caused by a reduced blood flow to the brain? You'll be fine. Do not do any handstands. This is the game of war. The stakes are high. Where are we going? Away from that thing. Strat, hurry up. May I state for the record that I'm really not happy about all this running away? She cannot deny her heritage. Yes, this place must be beyond ancient. Oh, great. I have a nasty feeling we've fallen into a trap ourselves. Strax, grab the app box. I know what to do. Does it involve acid? Silence. Nothing can resist the Santarans. What does a Suntaran homing device do? It holds. Are you having a brain malfunction? Big finish. We love stories. But what does that mean? What, it takes you home? It physically takes you back to Suntar? Of course. In the way that your homing device would instantly return you to Earth. We're already on Earth. Oh, yes. <laughs> See? 
It worked! Simple stuff, just go to bigfinish.com yes. and type Paternoster into the search pane, the little sort of round well, the thing, thing the with it, yes. the sort of oh. raffia work base, base. Um, and then you <laughs> and then you enter in uh, you can enter a whole world of paternoster goodness see when so, you said simple stuff i thought you were just that was like a new nick, nickname for me sim right simple stuff yes thank you <laughs> he's a simple soul but uh, we like him uh, cultbox.co.uk says the paternoster gang heritage 3 is the strongest set of paternoster gang stories so far Big Finish are giving listeners a slow reveal over several box sets. Ooh. Whilst this adds suspense, the waits for Heritage 4, due October 2020, is also a challenge. Well. That's four and a half stars out of five. I mean, it takes a while to make these things, that's all I'm saying, and in lockdown it's even more I'm putting together Heritage 4 at the moment, actually. And are you? How's not, it sounding? Not doing the, the sound design on it, but just piecing together all the lockdown recordings and stuff. So, yeah, it's getting there, it's getting there. It's a challenge, is it? It's Yeah, it is, because everybody's, in, you know, everybody's recording in different places on different gear, and so it's kind of, it's all about, yeah, trying to make it all kind of work together. It's quite, quite tricky, but, you know, we, we can do it, we can do it. Good. Uh, WarpedFactor.com says the Paternoster Gang Heritage 3 is a joy from start to finish. I love the way I said good back there. It was like good. That sounded like shut up. I didn't mean it. Good. Like that, honestly. Good, good. Yes, yes, good, good. Right, carry on, <laughs> carry on. But there are tears and gulping and snot along the way. Embrace it all. Embrace the tears, gulping and snot along the way. That sounds revolting. Yeah. Uh, more time spent with the Paternoster Gang will make your life much better because by their outsider status, their difference from the world around them and the strength they find in each other to bring their world, their power to the world. They're about as epic a gang of heroes as you could wish to find. Oh, that's beautifully heartfelt. Well, who reviewed dot wordpress.com? Zero. Uh, zero. Zero. zero clever the, little yeah, number, number yeah. gag there. <laughs> um, Heritage 3 is the strongest Paternoster gang set yet, with some Ooh. great plots, brilliant performances, and fantastic development for the main characters. After this, I'm very excited to see how Heritage 4 wraps up this exciting series in October. Recommended. So can you tell us what happens at the end of uh, Heritage 4? Yeah, sure. No, I'll don't! Get the oh, okay. <laughs> Can you imagine if I did? Yes, and Strax uh, rides a what gigantic piece of fruit around the universe. <laughs> Jenny and Vastra uh, visit the beach for a, with some custard. With some custard, yes, it's very nice. TheDigitalFix.com says Heritage 3 takes three vividly drawn characters and affords each with extra depth and development. Humour combines with drama in a trio of charming episodes. Absolutely charming. charming. Uh, the narrative gusto is clearest in the middle section. I like a bit of narrative gusto. He's one of my favourite characters. Narrative gusto here. Uh, but the set as a whole is again a real delight to listen to. You can't go wrong with the Paternoster gang. That's a good tagline, isn't it? Yeah, slap it on a t-shirt, make mint. Do it. Uh, over on the Twitter sphere, uh, retro <coughs> underscore specs says, uh, big yes. finish, just loving the Paternoster gang at the moment. Oh. Heritage 3 is an absolute treat from start to finish. Really oh. hope the gang will get another outing uh, after the Heritage series has run its course. I wonder what they call the next series. Beritage. Beritage. Beret. <laughs> French bread. 
And uh, at Adam Lance Garcia says the Paternoster Gang Heritage Volume 3 has so far been the perfect escape from, well, all of this. Oof, good point, Adam Lance Garcia. Well, there'll be more reviews next week in the Big Finish podcast uh, when we roll back time to the 1970s. Yes. Third Doctor Adventures, Volume 6. <laughs> Coming up soon, listeners, emails when we delve into your innermost thoughts. It's Benji's favourite thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's uh, time. Well, it will be time for listeners' emails. But before that, it is time, of course, for our (laughs) featured release. Peter Purvis stars in Out, 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 Of, Of, The Deep, 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 Deep. Why on earth you thought I'd let you introduce emails? Because I have to go email. Drawn to Mesopotamia in the 1850s by an unknown signal, The Doctor and Stephen cross paths with an archaeological expedition looking for one of the world's first cities, Eridu. Darkness sits at the heart of Eridu, an ancient evil that is stirring. Some things are buried for a reason, like that pasty I told you about. Mm, Yeah, yeah, lovely, yeah. From Big Finish Productions. I glanced at the Doctor. Do you think they're friendly? Doctor Who, short trips. Uh, Yes, my boy, uh, I should think they are. In places such as this, people draw a little closer to each other. The sun and sand are enemies enough. Hm. Out of the deep. As they proceeded down the sloping passage, the lamp lit up less of the way ahead, as if the darkness was becoming denser and resisting the light's waves. The doctor began to move around the chamber and discovered other figures sitting stiffly in the dark. Withered skin and empty eye holes showed up in the light. Who is this who comes? Big finish. We love stories. Well, if you think that's bad, you wait until they go to Eridont. <laughs> uh, and if you go, of course, to bigfinish.com and type out, out, out of the deep, deep, deep into the search pane, the little round the, thing, the, with a sort of yes. handle, and it, it, it illuminates. Oh. Well, it doesn't, doesn't oh. illuminate, it Is magnifies things, I suppose. But right? does it? Yes, oh. I suppose it does. It yes. magnifies the search results. Uh, then you'll find the lovely gems out of the deep. And don't forget to have a look at our Doctor Who short trips range. It's packed with bite-sized adventures for the Doctor. Mmm, oh. tasty. One of the best has been out in recent months, one of the most popular actually, featuring the 11th and 12th Doctors in Regeneration Impossible by Alfie Short. It's a cracker, that one. Slightly biased because I directed it, but I mean, it's... Um, yeah, have a listen. Check it out. <laughs> Coming up soon, we'll be going mm. behind the scenes on Star Cops Mars <gasps> Part 2. Mm. Lovely, but before that, oh yes, it's listeners' emails. <laughs> well, 
if you're sitting in the sweltering hot heat, which I think would have passed by now if you're listening to this. Might have done, yeah, might have cooled off a bit, yeah. Then, you know, there's a lot of things you need. You need your sunscreen, you need maybe a hat, cool drink, maybe a deck chair. Um, Of course, the other thing that we all need is emails. Emails protect from all UV rays and are absolutely (laughs) free. And if you want to send them to us, it's so simple. All you have to do is send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. So, first up, this one here from Magnus uh, Kaxamerik. I think, I hope I said that okay. It's, it's uh, Magnus. Look, it says Magnus. That's oh, how to pronounce it. I, I, I read that as Magnus. Magnus. Ma- that's why there are there, Magnus. Um, it says here, Dear Bikanenji. I didn't <laughs> pronounce our names right, though. Um, it says, Me again, it's been a while. Firstly, I want to say that Stranded is everything I'd hoped for and more. It was a drama, a sitcom, and the sound design wasn't half bad either. Winky uh-huh. face, thank you very much. He, he, know, you. he knows you do. He yeah. knows, he knows, he knows all right. Um, the whole cast give amazing performances throughout, and that opening to episode four was <gasps> utterly brilliant. Was it? What was it? Well, I can't tell you all, can I? I mean, ruin it. Can you, ruin can, it you hint? can you hint? Can I hint? No, you have to listen to it, you have to buy it. Oh, okay. It's one of those things I recommend everybody just give it a go. It's a completely fresh box set and uh, super fun. Well, I can say, I think, if I'm thinking of the right episode, there is certainly um, a lot of fun sort of millionaire stuff going on there, which is, uh, you know, oh, the Doctor. Millionaire shortbread. Millionaire shortbread, yeah. You know, imagine the Doctor on a sort of quiz programme. I think that's episode four, might be wrong. Oh, it yes, it blurs into is. one when you're, yeah, when you're doing it. No, no, it, the, the quiz programme thing's great, yes. That was good fun. That was, yeah, I had an absolute blast doing that. Um... So I'd like to give a special mention, however, to Rebecca Root, who absolutely nails every aspect of what a companion should be. Her relationship with Liv is heartwarming to hear. Although that reminds me, when did Liv and Helen find the time for a divorce? (laughs) Was it the first thing they did upon being stranded on Earth? And when did Helen find the time to dye her hair between Ravenous 3 and 4? So many questions. well, I mean, who knows? I reckon she's been there a while, probably just fancy the change, you know? Yeah, why not? Yeah. 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 There's only so many things you can do on Earth. Uh, secondly, <laughs> and I know it's not really second, I really enjoyed Torchwood 1 before the fall, which I got in the Torchwood sale earlier this year. I'm hoping to buy uh-huh. a bundle of series soonish. In fact, I may have already gotten, uh, gotten it by the time you record this. Are there any plans to make more of this series? Because I know I want more afterwards. Have to wait for that. There we go. Thirdly, can Nick please do a quick coming soon voiceover for a Helen Sinclair spin-off? Because Liv got one. We need Helen Sinclair, the fusty old men. From Big Finish Productions, Helen Sinclair, the fusty old men. <laughs> I love it. Commission that. Uh, uh, anyway, thanks for reading uh, whatever that was. Uh, Magnus. <laughs> since you ask whatever I emailed before. Thank you very much. It's just on the pronunciation guide. There, you yeah, see. Very, yeah, very clever. Here's one from Tom Housen, who I think does a lot of uh, comment about our stuff on Twitter. I'm always reading little reviews from Tom Housen. Hello, Nick and Benji. I'd just like to start by saying thank you for producing this amazing podcast each week. Oh, you're very welcome. And providing an hour or so of joy every Sunday. That's nice, isn't That's it? That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. We I'll found the person who enjoys it. Yeah. I've just finished the magnificent Stranded One and I eagerly await the next. That just reminds me, I was just watching The Magnificent Seven. Oh, great. What a film. 
I just wanted to say how much I appreciate after that uh, musical interlude, how much I appreciate Big Finish, especially in these weird times. Oh yeah, so weird. Is that that owl again? Yeah, the owl comes out when weird stuff happens. It's, uh, you know. it's the weird owl. Uh, Big Finish has meant the world to me in recent years and helped me through a lot personally. Oh, me too, actually. So uh, mm, I yeah. totally identify with you. My question to put to you is what determines whether a release is classed as a series or a volume? <laughs> For example, next month we get Missy Series 2 and the Robots Volume 2. There may be no logic behind it, but I'm simply curious. I'm going to go with that there's no logic behind it. I'm not. These things get discussed and then Sue Cowley has an idea about what it should be called and then things for consistency get based on what something was called before. It's all, yeah, it's all a bit of a head scratcher. I think they should all just be volumes, frankly. But there again, we're just about to announce uh, Human Frontiers Series 2 and I think it's called Series 2. So, ah! Oh, the old fool. Uh, very much so. I can't can't argue there. Uh, once again, I'd like to say thank you for all your marvellous work and to let you know that your stories really do make the world of difference to people's lives. Oh, that's lovely. That's thank lovely. you, says Tom Housen. Thank you, Tom. Bless you. I think we should release uh, a collection of audios starting with Series 1, Volume 2, Season mm. 3, and then, I don't know, just, <laughs> just 4 at the end and just really wind everybody in, up. In Roman numerals. And we'll release we'll release them, and they'll be in, all in completely different shaped CD sets. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, and, and, and I would love that. All the fonts different, just really, <laughs> just to really wind everybody up. So it has because all the collection people will have to own it, but therefore will hate it on their shelves. It will just be a complete. And, and those fonts that you know are slightly different. They're so similar, like Helvetica, <laughs> Helvetica and Arial, which yeah. are slightly different but look more or less the same. Perfect. That's all we need. Isn't Good it? idea. It's a plan. It's like on the Doctor Who um, DVDs, which always winds me up sometimes, is when you find that, like... Always sometimes. Make always sometimes. But, like, when things <laughs> like like the logos are, are in slightly different places, mm. it's sort of, you think, oh, why why do this to me? Well, a lot uh, of it's to do with printing and cutting, you know, when the, when, the, uh, when the actual... You're just looking at me blankly like I'm talking rubbish. When the... <laughs> when the... What, <laughs> He's just taking his glasses off. It's serious. Um, you know, the I can't think of the word. The sleeve. The sleeve on the DVD. Sometimes, the, you know, when it's... A lot of the movement of logos and things is entirely down to how the printers cut things because it will never be the same twice, unfortunately, despite having all the cut marks on it. You know, the machines will be set up differently. In which case, then, I feel, only, I feel the need to click this button and say, Attack the printers! This <laughs> order cannot be countermanded! And yeah, just imagine everybody sort of hitting them with hammers. Uh, anyway, um, hammers. Um, finally, we got one here from uh, Lucy Romana. What a name. Um, having just watched the animated version of The Faceless Ones, I was curious if Big Finish has ever considered doing anything with almost companion Samantha Briggs. Uh, yeah, we uh, did look into uh, getting... Um, who was the actress, famous actress who played Samantha Briggs? Oh, can you not remember? I, I, I read her name earlier. Uh, Pauline Collins, that's who it was. Yeah. And we did ask her if she'd like to do a Companion Chronicles, and she said no. Uh, so, but we could always recast her in some Second Doctor Adventures, couldn't we? There's a point. 
bring yeah. her back, bring Bilal back, I, get, get I Jenny lo- in the first Doctor One. <laughs> sort of, that's well, Bilal need. is coming back. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's a biggie there. So there you are. Uh, that's those are our thoughts on Samantha Briggs. Also, what with a surname like Briggs, you can't go wrong, really, can you? Just get the job straight away. And she was going to be a companion, wasn't she? Just think there would have been a Doctor Who companion with my surname. Exciting. If only. Still, I had to make do with being the voice of the Daleks. Uh, That is it for this week. Please do keep your emails coming in to podcast at bigfinish.com. And if you fancy answering a question with your next email, how about picking one or all of these? How do you listen to Big Finish? I mean, I know it's through your ears, but you know what I'm saying. have you changed from CD to download recently? And when are the novel adaptations coming back? Only kidding. Uh, what's your favourite non-Doctor Who Big Finish release and why? And if we you had forward. to eat one snack uh, whilst listening to a Big Finish oh, audio, yeah. what, what would it be? That is definitely the best question. And we look forward to your answers or, frankly, anything else you'd like to send in that isn't um, biodegradable. time now it's uh, time to go behind the scenes with star cops mars part two i am helen goldwyn and i'm the director of star cops everybody's going to mars balls yeah, well, that's where you're wrong because you'll be going with the professor hey at the start of series four we actually go back in time which is a remarkable device uh, created by uh, andrew smith where we see the start of the Mars mission, really. We, we start on the moon and we hear Nathan and Kenzie and Divas talking about their potential stationing on Mars, their forthcoming secondment to Mars, if you like. And as we understand it, Paul and Priya are going to take over and Priya is going to be chief superintendent and run things on moon base. So all the intrigue and subterfuge begins. I'm Andrew Smith. I wrote Star Cops 4.1. Bodies of Evidence, and I'm scripted in the series. Well, Guy Adams scripted it, this one. We upend the timelines a little bit in this opening episode, because we've had the cliffhanger that hopefully will have surprised everyone at the end of uh, the third box set. So in this episode, we set that up. We go back to the moon before anyone has left for Mars, among the Star Cops. We cover the crash of this LRI shuttle Ganymede that's come from Mars with bodies with missing bits. So... What's all that about? My name is David Calder and I play Commander Nathan Spring. They've been opened up and had all major organs removed, even the eyes. Brought from Mars, hidden away. LRI has some explaining to do. Well, I think in this series you you get the isolation of uh, Spring, which already, I suppose, really is brought about as much by the circumstances that they have no authority, the police have no authority on Mars, so they're having to improvise their uh, presence there all the time and sailing close to the wind of regulations and the like which of course starts with the fact that he hasn't he can't therefore inform half of his police force that the other half of the police force are actually also on Mars working undercover that creates some conflict within the team which um, need has to be resolved through the story as the stories unfold. My name is Raki Thakwa and I play Priya Basu. Threatening a police officer is a serious... On Mars, you're not police. You're just people. Yes, well, these people are leaving. I warned you. (laughs) 
we go undercover to pretend to be doing a, a weather survey to try and get more information about Lackman and what they're doing there. And we discover really what the big, disgusting, horrific thing that's going on. We make that discovery. My name's Philip Olivier and I play Paul Bailey, one of the ISPF Star Cops. Paul and Priya have basically been undercover on Mars to find out what's going on because it didn't sit quite right with Nathan. It's nice because Paul's character is, you know, his background was from Undercover Cop itself and now he's part of the Star Cops and Priya has been recently promoted to be his boss. It's a nice dynamic, you know, contrast of characters working together, but not only that, it, it, it's, it's playing the fact that he's still got the respect, he's calling her mom, but he's also teaching her a thing or two as well. Really nice to play all those scenes and to show their chemistry, and it's nice to have a chemistry with a man and a woman without having any of those sexual innuendos, and yeah, I think it's a really good combination and should make this relationship stronger in any future storylines. It's Paul and Priya's episode, really, and... In fact, Phil asked if he could be in the booth. Normally we record in separate booths and Phil wanted to be in the booth next to Priya because he wanted that connection and you could feel that connection between them. They know each other well now and there's um, humour and affection in the fictitious relationship and in the real relationship and that really shines through. I remember in the first or second series there was a lot of two-handers with Nathan or David and... They are just, they're just lovely scenes to play because they're just, just real conversations. And then you have all the real action stuff, which is equally as fun. But this one, what I actually did was a kind of a, a single sheet timeline. There was a requirement to sort of make sure that as days pass for one set of Star Corps, the same period of time is passing for the others. So when, for instance, Priya and Paul see what's happened to Divas, the timeline for that fits in so that they come together and match up at the conclusion of this episode. I'm Linda Newton and I play Inspector Palkenzie. As soon as the Star Cops arrive in Mars, there's a lot of crime. So I can understand why the Mars colonies don't want them there, because as soon as they arrive, there's all this crime. So Kenzie is focused, I guess, on getting on with what they need to do. She's always quite action-focused. She tends to like a bit of action. She's at her best when there's a crisis. Wow. Oh, the moon just got a new crater. <sighs> and we just lost our evidence. <sighs> My name is Trevor Cooper and I play Colin Davis. With respect, Governor. Uh, Davis, that phrase is usually followed by nothing but disrespect, so whatever you are going to say, keep it to yourself. I get why you did it, Nathan. Don't expect us to like it. I expect you to be professional, nothing less. Can we move on? Nathan's been keeping them in the dark, particularly about what's been happening to Priya and uh, Paul. And I think that there is that whole thing about, you know, after all this time he still doesn't trust us with information like that, you know. You know, he does keep things close to his chest and that's fine. And I, and I think particularly with, with Davis, he's had a pretty torrid time in Series 3. That whole sequence where he ends up in the desert and gets taken in and doesn't know what's happening to him and has gas let off all over him. And so he's, of all of them, he's got a particular sort of vendetta about the whole Lackman thing. He really wants to get in there and investigate it. And the fact that, you know, Nathan's kept them in the dark about it angers him, I think, you know, quite a lot. Davis is more upset with Nathan 
than Kenzie. Oh, he holds on to it longer. She's upset, but she basically tells Divas to get over it because there's a lot happening on Mars. And if you want to catch up with the epic Star Cop's journey, and we certainly highly recommend, re- we highly recommend that you do that. Oh yeah, that just as go well. to bigfinish.com. So simple. Just type in Star Cop's, shove yes. it in the uh, the search pane. You know the drill. Um, well, it's actually a magnifying glass, not a not a drill. But um, no, but we the, should change get, it to a drill. <laughs> Get the yeah, uh, you know, for all that, all the the DIY fans out there. Uh, but yeah, shove it in there, and you'll be able to order the entire series, and it's an absolute cracker. So, so I click record, and I can't remember which one it was. I was in the studio for a day, and and my job was to click record on one of those. So, there we go. A sound I'm, engineer is what you're saying. Sound, uh, yeah, absolutely. Click records. I click record. So you know, it says it in the credits. Record clicked by Benji Clifford. <laughs> Uh, coming up very soon, you'll be able to feast your ears upon the first 15 minutes of Star Cop's Mars Part 2, which we've just been going on about, for absolutely free. And it'll be in our drama tees. We have one of those every week. Have you noticed? Uh, but before that, it's time to offer you a 25% discount on a rand, rand... I can't say it. I can't say this every week and suddenly I can't say it. A randomly selected Big Finish release. Yes, it's time for the Randomoid Selectatron. And as always, randomwordgenerator.com comes up, so I just feel I need to say it. But clearly, there's a prophecy here. Because yeah. do you know what the what random the word? word generator has come up with it for the random word? I don't. It's too random. Series. Ah, How weird is that? That is weird considering all our series discussion. How peculiar. Come on then. What have we got? Okay. Click in now and... Number uh, 7.7, Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, The Flames of Cadiz. The Flames of... I've just typed in Phalums. Flames. Phalums of Cadiz. Of, the sequel. Of, of, I put a Cadiz. What is the matter with me? Oh, I so, obviously spelled Cadiz wrong. Is it with a Z? It's C-A-D-I-Z. Yeah, so it is with a Z. Yes, yes, it's quite right. Yes, and that's uh, fab audio there with um, William Russell and Carol and Ford. Oh, what more yeah. could you want, quite frankly? Well, I interviewed Carol the other day for uh, our virtual Big Finish Day, so there you go, a little preview of that. And William Russell, of course, that in uh, Benji and I and our other podcasts will be talking about him playing Sir Lancelot. But anyway, in the meantime, let's have a little listen to the trailer for this one. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, The Flames of Cadiz... I was surprised by the number of monks on the road. Mendicant friars begging for alms. But I'll warrant most have more coins in their pockets than any Hidalgo noble. They come! The English are here! It was chaos. Everyone running in a wild panic. I scrambled up into Grandfather's arms. Behind me, all of you! They shall not take you! We piled into the wagon with the TARDIS as he took the reins. He urged the horses forward, chasing the crowd down towards the harbour. Lorenzo was already drumming up an audience. For us and for our comedy, we beg your hearing patiently. There were acrobats and dancers, and then Pablo appeared, juggling knives and grinning at me. The doctor! Help the doctor! But I couldn't go yet. Ian! My friend Esteban was burning. Ian! I couldn't leave him. Hurry! 
Father Richard saw what he wanted. I was finished. Ian Chesterton, you are charged with heresy. You will be put to death and your soul consigned to eternal damnation. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. So this was recorded back in 2013. Rather fantastic. It's uh, by Mark Platt. So you can't really go wrong there. Yeah, it's solid. Lovely human being. It's not available on CD anymore, but you will be able to get your 25% discount on a download. So nice. Bring it down to a really a funky price. So you can't say wrong. Get four four episodes that one. Nice. What? Mm-hmm. Four episodes? Apparently so. Episode yeah. number one, the Marisco. Number two, oh. the Justice of God. Number three, the Doleful Knight. And four, the Queen's Pirate. Ha ha! Yar. Oh, and the way you get this discount on the, the Flames of Cadiz is that you go to the Big Finish website uh, where you'll find the podcast section. It's also on the home page if you just scroll down a tiny bit. But then you find the latest podcast, which is at the top of the list, and you see the text there. It says the Random Boy Selectron also features. Uh, get your discount by clicking here, you know, and you just press that. And then you just enter the secret, top secret, don't tell anyone, code. Buck up. B-U-C-K-O-F-F. No spaces. All in capital letters. Just put that in. And then you just get 25% off. I mean, what could be easier? I suppose just clicking your fingers would be easier. That'd but, be easier, you know, but it's technology, not as fun, isn't it? it? No. Well, I suppose it would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, so there's horses for Jury's courses, out. isn't it? Really? Out you know, yeah. Well. well, anyway, thanks, Ran. And mm. thanks, Nick, for, for giving us the uh, the secret code. Um, <laughs> Shh, interesting choice today. Happy with that one. Very yeah, happy with that yeah, one. Uh, time now, sadly, of course. It is time for us to shuffle off from this podcast. <laughs> Like crabs. Um, all things being equal, we should come back next week. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. I mean, who knows? Quite frankly. Yeah. Could, the way the world all, is. We could yeah. blow away. Might be banned. Yeah. Yeah. We, we could become a band. Yeah. <laughs> but for Ooh, now, the it's podcast. Time to say goodbye. So, yeah, I think we should say goodbye. Maybe. What if we were like wearing a, a space helmet in Star Cops? That's quite fun, isn't it? How's that? You know, they have the beepy thing sometimes. Like, well, it's, it's, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. It's hot inside here, isn't it? I love it. I'm drifting, I'm drifting away. Oh. Oh. And while we're away in space... <laughs> Pigs in space. Why not spend the day pretending you're wearing a space helmet? Or maybe as an easier option, just spend the next 15 minutes listening to this absolutely free drama tease of Star Cops Mars Part 2, Bodies of Evidence by Andrew Smith.
31. Couldn't be much further from Moonbase, could it? Well, that's the point, to be as isolated as possible. Right, let's give Professor Bell the good news. Moon Rover 7 to Outpost 31. Are you receiving? Commander Spring, hello. Hello, Professor. My colleague and I will be arriving shortly, but I can confirm your Mars simulation is now officially at an end. Ah, oh, nice to hear. Thank you. I look forward to meeting you in person at last. Same here. See you soon. Screen off. I don't see why it has to be us that does this. Well, they've been in isolation for six months, simulating conditions on Mars. The powers that be like us to check that no one's gone space crazy and tried to kill anyone in that time. Good at I suppose. Moon Rover 7 to Moon Base. Open the circuit to Star Cops. Inspector Kenzie. Hi, Nathan. What's up? Just checking in to tell you that Colin and I are arriving at Outpost 31. We'll be on their comms net if you need us. No worries. Anything happening back there? Nothing much. The Ganymede is inbound from Mars, due to land shortly. Apart from that, there's nothing. Ganymede? Well, that's not the regular Mars shuttle. No, it's a company ship. Belongs to Lackman Research and Innovation. They've got a few bases on the Red Planet. Byron Lackman's lot. Must be nice to be so loaded you can afford your own spaceships. If anything comes up, Kenzie, give me a shout. Uh, we shouldn't be more than an hour or so. Screen off. Right, let's get in there and say hello. Thanks for the tour, Professor. Please, call me Amy. Thank you. Amy. Is this your whole team? <laughs> That's right. Eight of us in total. What are you going to be doing on Mars, then? We're a mineralogical survey team. My company's sending us up to identify best areas for mining. Mining what? Iron, copper, titanium, you name it. Whatever we can find in sufficient quantity to make it worthwhile. At least you shouldn't have problems with the isolation. Your people seem to have dealt well with the Mars acclimatization program. You can't simulate Mars entirely, but it's a good test. If someone's going to get space cabin fever, better they get it here, near Earth, than tens of millions of miles away. Makes sense. I've seen enough to report back a clean bill of health. Uh, We'll get out of your way shortly. Okay. After eight months, we're glad to see some new faces. And we might see you again on Mars. That's right. We leave about the same time you will. Are you going too, Inspector? Well, someone's got to look after him. (laughs) Inspector Davis is one of two officers coming with me. I didn't know there were star cops on Mars. There aren't, and that's why we're going. To try and get the agreement of the colonists to set up an ISPF office there. Oh, y'all have my support. I appreciate that. Are you not using the acclimatization program yourselves? God, no. Anyone who works full-time on the moon or a station isn't required to do it. This is Inspector Pal Kenzie calling for Commander Spring. I need to speak to him urgently. Screen on. Hello, Inspector. Commander Spring is right here. Kenzie, what's up? It's the Ganymede. They were on final approach when they reported a critical systems failure. Then their comms went dead. Nathan, they're not slowing down. They're going to hit this rock like a meteor in about 20 minutes. All right, we'll work with the crash No, mate, listen. Flight control are saying the crash site will be in your sector. Jesus. It might even come down on top of you. You have got to get out of there. They say if you can get 12 clicks west, you'll be outside the danger area. We'll get on it, Kenzie. Good luck, mate. Screen off. 
12 clicks in 20 minutes. We'll have to get a shift on. We have no transport until they come to collect us. Only your moon rover. How many can that carry? Oh, top spec is six. We could maybe squeeze in a couple more. Eight, including us. There are ten people here. Well, we could rip out some of the fittings. No, there's no time for that. I'll take my chances. I'll stay here. I'll stay too. No, no, you no, should... My base. I'm staying. This is another thing we don't have time for. You're right. So go, go. Everybody, out. Go with this officer. All right, you lot. Follow me. At least we stand a better chance than the poor souls on board that ship. Fox. Yes, Nathan. Mars shuttle Ganymede, currently inbound and in distress. How many people are aboard? One moment. The flight manifest shows that Ganymede is carrying cargo only, not passengers. There is, however, a crew of six. Not a passenger flight, but that's something. Not that that's much comfort to those six crew members. Or us, if they land on us. Screen on. How you doing, Divas? Nearly there. Covered just over 10k. You all right back there? Uh, as all right as can be. The next two or three minutes are going to be interesting. You'll be fine. I can feel it in my... Oh, bloody hell. I can see it. It's going to come right over the top of us. Oh, Amy, get down, under the desk. I'm ahead of you. I don't hear anything. Oh, you wouldn't, not until... Hello, Colin. I hear you. We've got audio only, and... Yes, yes, we're fine. Oh, but that felt like a close one. I thought it was going to land on your bunch, but it hit the ground about half a kilometre north of you. Woohoo! Glad to hear my boys made it. What's it, Kenzie? Just another day at the office, eh? <laughs> my nerves couldn't stand too many days at the office like this. Uh, Davis, drop your passengers at the nearest outpost, then come back for us, will you? Will do. Davis out. Kenzie, crash responders will be making their way here. I, I want you and Priya to join them. We'll be on our way shortly. Uh, quick as you can, spring out. Thank you for getting my team to safety. If there's ever anything I can do for you, you only have to ask. Well, I may hold you to that. Of course, it would be an LRI ship that almost killed me. As if I wasn't having enough trouble with them. Sorry? We're going to be based about 40 miles from their colony at Mariner Valley. They've been trying to shut us down before we get started, saying we're too close. Too close? 40 miles? Well, on Mars, that's like just over the yard fence. But my company told them to go to hell. I wonder why they're so concerned about having a neighbor. They reckon the cause was a failure in the CPU controlling engine temperature. It knocked out the engine management system. A CPU? One component goes wrong and we get this mess. The crew dead. And wreckage spread over a square mile. Commander. Priya, how does it look in there? The cargo section remained intact. There's even atmosphere. But the recovery teams have found something concerning. Could you come inside? Both of you. This is the cargo bay. The recovery team scanned the area for survivors. The crew were all supposed to be in the front section, but uh, better safe than sorry. Absolutely. And the odd thing is, their scanners registered 
biological matter in there. In where? That's a wall. Uh, looks like a wall. It's more of a door. Hiding a secret compartment. Struth. Biological matter? Something living? I'll show you. What are those? Storage pods. The contents are refrigerated. What are the contents? See for yourselves. Good grief. Caucasian males. Both aged about 30, I'd say. What's happened to them? An autopsy? I, I don't think it was anything as dignified as that. They've been opened up and had all major organs removed. Even the eyes. Brought from Mars, hidden away. LRI has some explaining to do. All right, officers. Thank you. You can step away from LRI property. Who the hell are you? Jude Molina. Lackman Research and Innovation, Security Division. You got here damn fast. My team and I were on moon base awaiting the Ganymede. If you'd excuse me, I'll take over from here. You're not taking over anything. This is a crime scene. If you wish to examine these pods further, you should obtain a court order. Don't give me that tummy rot. These pods are evidence of an apparent crime. So I don't think you're taking them anywhere. Did I say I was taking them? Oh. That alarm means abandoned ship. I'd move if I were you. How much on? Davis, Davis, can you hear me? What's happening? Nathan, I've been trying to raise you. Get out of there as quick as you can. The ship's reactor is about to go critical. What? Let's get out of here. But the evidence, the body. No time. Run. I'll pick you up by the fuselage. Second time today I've had to run away from that bloody ship. Keep driving. How much further till we're safe? Uh, we should be out of the blast radius by now, I think. Should uh, be isn't very reassuring. Oh! oh. 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 There goes the reactor. Oh, made it. Wow. Oh, the moon just got a new crater. <sighs> and we just lost our evidence. <sighs> Did anyone else get the impression that our oily Mr. Molina knew that was going to happen? Who's he then? You didn't have to see someone in a black spacesuit come out before us, did you? I did as it happens. Two of his mates came and joined him and they got in a shuttle and scarpered. There were two more. Doing what, I wonder? Rigging a reactor to explode? Oh, I don't know. But I do know that I'm going to get to the bottom of this. video conference went well, did it? There are days when I don't appreciate your humour, Davis. You can tell which days they are. They have a why in them. They said no. They said hell no. You will not task Earth forces to investigate Lackman research and innovation. You will not conduct any inquiries of any sort relating to Byron Lackman's business interests without first presenting this committee with hard evidence of serious criminality. The whole point of investigating is to find that evidence. We saw those bodies. It appears our word isn't enough. There are too many people afraid of the repercussions if Byron Lackman is investigated and nothing's proved. Has he got that much clout then? I mean, I know him. Who doesn't? Rich bloke in the space business. But he's not above the law. He certainly isn't. Some say Byron Lackman is the space business. His company has been a leader in space research for more than three decades. LRI technology's everywhere out here. Space suits, vehicles, mm. even living areas on Moonbase. 
You name it, they probably designed it. I shall think of them next time I use a space carsy. Nathan, you, me and Colin are going to Mars. If we can't investigate LRI on Earth, let's shake them down on the red planet. I don't think I haven't considered it. Uh, that would be a good way of ending all our careers if we didn't find any proof. But I'll consider our options. Fancy considering it over synthetic bangers and powdered mash? I'm starving. I've lost my appetite, but thanks anyway. I'll join you, mate. Kushti. See you later, Nath. Paul's due back shortly. I'll go meet him at the shuttle dock. I spoke to him after the crash, but you, you might want to fill him in on the latest. I shall. And Nathan, if you want my advice... Well, my chief superintendent's advice is always welcome. Whatever was done to the people on that ship, we owe it to them to find out what it was. I I can go groundside and make discreet inquiries if I'm found out. Well, I, I was acting without your knowledge. I can't let you do that. Uh, pretty soon you'll be on your way to Mars and I'll be acting commander. You won't be able to stop me. As it happens, I'm considering a certain tactic. Oh? What? If I decide to go ahead with it, you'll be the first to know. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I need to take this. I- I'll go meet Paul. Screen on. Commander Nathan Spring, how can I... Oh. Hello. Hello, Commander. Nice to see you. And you, Mr. Lackman. Which was, of course, one of those trivial and insincere aphorisms one always uses to open a conversation. Because it's not nice at all to hear that you have been dragging the good name of my company through the mud. There was an incident involving one of your vessels. An 82 million euro dollar spacecraft. Now, vaporised, yes, I'm aware. Care to explain to me why there were two bodies with their insides removed, hidden on that ship? Bodies? I refuse to believe that. You've managed to convince some friends in high places to refuse to believe it too, haven't you? This conversation is being recorded, Commander. Good. And if you continue to make slanderous allegations, I shall send a copy of it to your superiors. Policemen are ten a penny. Governments value my goodwill and my funding a great deal more. You will keep your nose out of my affairs. As I am aware, you have been ordered so to do, or it will mean the end of your career and the beginning of legal proceedings. Good day. Git. But thank you for making my mind up. Computer, connect me with the police in London. Chief Superintendent Brian Lincoln. Uh, No, in fact, no, no, cancel that. First put me through to Professor Amy Bell. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.